we, we just finished up Advent, where we talked about hope, peace, joy, love, and then the birth of Christ. And, and we are those, I love it what it says in um, uh, Dickens' uh, Christmas Carol, where it says, we are those where the, 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 um, the spirit of Christmas present uh, says, we are those who live Christmas all the days of our de- lives, 365 days a year. So for us, we kind of come and we celebrate that, but we live it. It's something we do. And we sang a song earlier before I actually get, get well, no. This, so we're finishing up today on the idea of the humble king, living in humility, living in Christ. Living in humility and living in Christ. Um, living in humility, uh, I, I, I've been really thinking about this. Because most of us don't live in a society or grow up in a society where humility is very valued. It is not a virtue, an attribute that is valued. Matter of fact, we frown upon it. It is not something that, it's not, we don't believe it's empowering. Matter of fact, if we believe ourselves to be humble, we actually think that we're a doormat. That everybody, humility means everybody gets to walk all over us. Right? I mean, that's kind of that's the feeling. At least it feels that way, right? And sometimes when you look at what you consider humble people are normally people that have been beaten down by life and have no more fight in them. And so that's kind of the picture we have of humility. And I just want to say it's just not true. It's just not true. And I also want to say that humility is a lifelong journey. It's a lifelong journey. It's not something, oh, you know, <laughs> I read a quote. It says, even the pride, when they seek humility, when they find humility, they're prideful about it. <laughs> right? Well, Jesus modeled to us humility. He modeled to us humility in, in hope. He modeled to us in humility and joy. He modeled to us humility and peace. And most of all, love. And then the idea that he came. He, as, we read, as we read in Philippians, he left his place of glory and took upon him the form of a servant so that he would model to us humility. And so as that, that child began to grow up and Jesus started his ministry, We read in Luke uh, 4, and I'm also going to read this. This is also a prophetic word. We read in Luke 4, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he's anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that the captive will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. And when Jesus was reading that in the synagogue, he said, this scripture today in your hearing is fulfilled. This scripture is fulfilled. Isaiah 61 says it this way. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and proclaim the cap." The claim that the captive will be released and the prisoners will be freed. 
He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come. To all who mourn in Israel, to all who mourn in this valley, in this place, the now, in the hearing of these words, He will give a crown of beauty for asses, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. In their righteousness, they will be like oaks. That the Lord has planted for his glory. They will rebuild the ancient ruins, repairing the cities destroyed long ago. They will revive them. Though they've been, they've been deserted for many generations. See, for us, that's our journey. This is what we do. As a follower of Christ, this is what we're called to. I want to take this moment, just this moment, as we've read this and respond to these scriptures. Respond to the call of God. We sang a song, you know, fall afresh. And I'm, thinking, I'm reading those words and I'm going, oh, Lord, I want this to be more than words. I want this to be the reality of my life, right? When you read, when you sing songs like, Spirit of the living God, come fall fresh on me. Did you know that in Acts it says, the Lord gives times of refreshing? The Lord gives time of refreshing. That's the word for you and I. Come, wake me from my sleep. Blow through the caverns of my soul. Pour in me to overflow. So Jesus would say, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that the captive will be released. The blind will see and the oppressed will be set free. And that the time of the Lord's favor has come. As the Lord lives, I say to each and every one of us, the time of the Lord's favor is here and has come. And I want, would you stand with me? Just stand with me for a second. For a moment, kind of dial down, just put outside all of the anxiousness of life, all of the things that are pressing upon you, all the worries that you carry. Let's give those things to God and let that time of refreshing flow through the caverns of our heart. Let me put it this way, Throw, flow through the cavern of our soul. Which is, the, which is the inner being of our spirit, of who we are. Just place yourselves before God. And I'd love, just let, just let me pray for us. As a priest, just let me pray for us, over us. Kind of stand in the gap. We say to you this morning, spirit, come, fall. Just fall. Just come. Many of us need a time of refreshing, a time of renewal, 
Many of us need that greater grace that you pour out on your people. Just calm now with that. Take all the anxiousness. Those that are feeling rejection. Break the power of addiction in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, break it. Spirit of the living God, come fall afresh on us. Come wake us from our sleep. Blow through the caverns of our soul. Until we overflow, O oh God. Until we overflow. Let it come. Let your presence come, God. Let your healing power come, Lord. Those are back problems. Those with knee problems, hip problems, be healed in Jesus' name. Deliver those who carry a spirit of poverty. Be gone. In Jesus' name. Break the power of pornography. Go. In Jesus' name. I want to pray again. Spirit, a living God, come and fall afresh on us. Lord, don't let us go. Get a hold of us. Wake us up. Holy Spirit, blow through the caverns of our souls. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Humility. As a follower of Christ, it's something to be sought after. Something that we come to Lord and say, Lord, would you help me with this? Becoming self-aware. I love what Philippians 2 says. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking, thinking of others better than yourselves. Isn't that a challenge? Isn't that just hard? Lord, let me get out of the way so you can raise this person up. Lord, let me come along and help this person. Oh, I'm too busy. I can't pull over right now. Lord, let me see what you're doing around me. That's mostly what you have to do. Let me recognize what you're doing around me. And let me respond what you're inviting me to touch. Don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. That's important. We must have that same attitude. That's why it's important that you and I read the Gospels. That we hear the parable, the stories of Jesus. That we allow the, the words of Jesus to form our hearts and our lives, to, to help uh, mold our personalities and help mold our character and help mold our inner being. We have great slangs. Oh, not slangs. 
I have great slangs. <laughs> we call them derelisms. <laughs> great sayings. We, things like, what would Jesus do? And we say those things. And we articulate them. And we pronounce them. My question is, do we do it? Right? I mean, when I first came to Christ, I was a walking billboard. I had crosses and t-shirts. Even my, my shoelaces said, Jesus loves you. Okay. I love what uh, Thomas Merton said. He was a, a Trappist monk. He said this, pride makes us artificial. And humility makes us real. Right? Pride. Now that one you should write somewhere. Am I being artificial today? Or am I being real? Right? I mean, that, that one little saying right there, I'm going, that's, that's sermon's over with. We need to pray that. Right? Pride makes us artificial. And humility, being humble, makes us real. You know, and, and, and Micah, when, he, when the, the, the children, what, what does God require of us? What's God want from me? I would put it this way. What's the bottom line? I mean, what do I need to do to get through the door? What's the, what's the bottom line? Put it to me like I'm six years old. I just need it plain, like make it main and plain for me. Because if, if you make it elaborate, I'll just get confused and go, I can't do that. So how simple can it be? This simple. He has shown you, oh man and woman. And he uses the word man there. He's thinking multi, uh, yeah, men and women. <laughs> what is good? What does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to do right, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God? You want to keep it simple? Micah 6.8 It's a good start, right? That's it. To keep you. I got a clip for us. First of all, that's what Jesus did for us. First of all, he laid down on a cross so that we could get up on him. Second of all, that's one of the most challenging things I've watched all year. But that is humility. That is just a visual of humanity. And you do that in all kinds of ways. I mean, I just thought, I'm sitting here thinking and watching this young man. I'm going, and then to lay down, right? James tells us, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. Humility starts right there. Humility starts right there. 
us just pray for a second. I'm, Lord, uh, I would pray, God, that you would help us to learn to lay down. How to lay down in this modern world. How to be the sons and daughters that you've called us to be. How to live life in a way that honors you. Help us. We need your help. We need your help to do that. In Jesus' name, amen. (coughs) Amen. We need the help of the Lord. Come Holy Spirit. It says in 1 Peter, it says, Finally, all of you should be of one mind. One mind. you ever thought about that? One mind? We can't get two people to agree on one thing. One mind. He's talking to the church, talking there in the Philippi. What does he mean? One mind. The mind of Christ. Let's start with that, right? Let's go with that. I think that's something we can aspire to. Let's, let's take on one mind. One mind in Christ. The mind of Christ. Sympathize with each other. Love each other as brothers and sisters. Be tenderhearted and keep a humble attitude. Whew. Don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Hello? When somebody insults you and then you, you walk away and you start thinking about, start thinking about what you're going to do. Right? Start thinking about how you're going to... Okay, I'm going to... Look, I'm the guy that likes to get people back. You know, I'm, that's my personality. Um, I want to go on record to say I've grown a ways from that, but I'm not perfect. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. In other words, as the Scripture says, heap coals of love upon them. Coals, hot, fiery love upon them. That is what God has called you to do. And you will, and He will grant you His blessing. Now, here you go. If you do what God calls us to do, there's, the God blesses us. He blesses us anyways, right? Let's go on. Four, the Scriptures say, if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work. To maintain it. Work to maintain it. Work to maintain it. Most of us, look, let's just be honest. If it doesn't come easy, we were gonna, we're gonna go out and try to make a hundred thousand dollars a year. Right? We were looking for the payoff. If it doesn't come easy, we give up. And I just want to say, I'm sorry. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right, and the ear and his ears are upon his ears are open to their prayers. But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. This is the living word. This is the truth. Ephesians says this with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love. 
endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. It's the same as, let's have the same mind. Let's, well, here it's saying, let's have the same heart. Let's take on the mind of Christ with the same heart. Colossians, which is a tremendous book, says, Since God chose you to be a holy people He loves, you must clothe yourself with tender-hearted mercy and kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make every allowance for each other's faults. Turn to your neighbor and say, you have faults. <laughs> but I'm going to love you anyways. <laughs> Just say it. Sp- turn to your spouse and say, I'm going to love you in spite of your faults. <laughs> Thank you. Make allowances for each other's faults and forgiving one another who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must also forgive others. And then Titus tells us to speak evil of no one, to be peaceable, gentle, showing all humility to all men. This is important. This idea of humility is important. It's spiritually important. It is it's so important. You can hardly read any of the, 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 the epistles or what Jesus modeled to us without understanding that being of a humble heart, a humble spirit, and a humble uh, attitude is extremely important to God. But it's not important in our society. But it's important to God. Now, you all know... <clears throat> that 800,000 people right now are not being paid. And I'm just going to go on record and say, because it's arrogance on two parties. It's just plain arrogance. And the people that are losing are our friends and neighbors. It's pride and arrogance, and that's all I'm going to say. And I love to say a mouthful. But it's not our model. It's not the way we are called to live. We are called to live caring for other people, understanding the well-being of those around us, caring for those that we don't know, not only the ones we love, because it says in Galatians, start with a household of God, but not only starting there, but let it flow from there as a fountain and a river outwards. Let it be a tsunami of love and humility that impacts our communities because everybody is looking for something that is real, tangible, and worth living and dying for. We're all looking for that. We need it. Never look down on anybody unless you're helping them up. Never look down on anybody unless you're helping them up. Let's have our worship team come forward. And remember what we said this earlier, what C.S. Lewis said, humility is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. That's a good starting point. So I'd say, Lord, illuminate your scriptures to us. Show us areas in our lives where our attitude is different than yours. 
Help us change in the midst of time. Humility, that low, sweet root from which all heavenly virtues shoot or sprout. Humility, that low, sweet root where all heavenly virtues shoot or come from. As we move into this next year, we'll talk about this a little bit next week. Humility has got to be something that we all lean into and long for and desire. It has to be, folks. I know everything out there says differently. Everything out there, what's going on, you know, you, you have to understand that spiritual dynamics of what's taking place in our country today. And it's not humility. We have to recognize, you, you know, you, we, can, we can point our finger at this person or this group or whatever. We can be pointing our fingers from here to doing It is the devil. It is spiritual warfare. That's where prayer is so important. You know, remember what it says in Scripture that we are to pray for those that are in, 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 in uh, political positions. It's important. Our jobs are important. Our spirituality is important. Our souls and the souls of others are important. Amen. Amen. And guess what? We get to have fun doing it. We're going to take our offering now. I just want to say thank you. I just want to thank you for your, your sacrifice of giving to us. And uh, we do have an online option on our website, Oasis, uh, oasisvineyard.org. But I just want to just go before you and say thank you. And I know if you're a guest with us today, f- do not feel obligated. This is just a way how, we, how we're able to take care of family, some family business.